Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. A good friend of mine recently discovered that her daughter, at age seven, had dyslexia. We spoke about how the diagnosis was a relief, but that helping her had been challenging. It made me realize how little I know about dyslexia and how to help children who've been diagnosed with it. Georgina Perry is the Executive Officer of Spelled New South Wales, a not-for-profit group that supports children with learning difficulties. Hi, Georgina. How are you? Hi. Thanks so much for having me along today. It's a pleasure. Let's start at the very beginning. What is dyslexia? So dyslexia is a specific learning difficulty that really, in essence, just means it's very difficult for students to learn to read. Is there something happening in our kids' brains that makes this happen? Like, I'm just wondering how it, how it happens if we know why. Yeah, we do. There's, there's actually some really great, um, there's a lot of really great researchers who do work in this area. And what we know from them is it's actually about how the brain processes language. A lot of people think dyslexia is about how your eyes work and how you see the words on the page. Um, it's not actually, um, obviously, every family that's got a concern about literacy would encourage them to get their student, their children's eyes checked to make sure they work well. But actually, if it is dyslexia, it's how your brain processes language that's causing the difficulties. Is it hereditary? Like, is there anything like if you have it in your family that you might, your children might have it? Absolutely. So dyslexia, there's about a 40% rate of inheritance. And so if you've got dyslexia yourself, there's a 40% chance that your children will have it. So within my family, it's um, quite highly heritable. I have dyslexia. My father did and my uncle does and my son does as well. What are the signs to look out for in our children if we're not familiar with dyslexia, if we don't have it, for example? What should we be looking out for? So there's a few different things at different ages. So I might go through those. Um, and just the other thing I did want to add to my answer before about what dyslexia is, just because it is harder for these students to learn to read doesn't mean they can't. And there's lots of really great interventions and, and forms to assist them and I just want to make sure that parents understand that getting a dyslexia diagnosis is actually a really useful piece of information rather than something to be worried about because there's lots of great support out there. So the signs are when you've got in preschool era, um, there are preschool ages, then probably what you're looking for is difficulty with phonemic awareness and that's difficulty with tasks and phonological awareness. So that's difficulty working with the sounds in words. So they might have difficulty rhyming, they might have some early speech issues, they might have difficulty identifying the different sounds that make up words. Um, but it might be as simple as just not really engaging in any of the literacy tasks at their preschool that are unavailable to them. Then when we get to primary school, what we're looking for is a student that might struggle to learn their letter sound relationships. So the learning that the C is a way we spell the sound K and that um, or might have difficulty learning words. They might read a word on one page and then have to try and sound it out again on the next page. They might have a lot of difficulty sounding out words and blending them together. So those early phonics skills might be hard for them or they might have difficulty remembering words that they've read before. Is it something that teachers are aware of? Like, do teachers notice when this happens? Because those things you mentioned there, when my kids were in preschool, they both struggled with learning how to read. Um, and I, I'm just wondering, are teachers aware of the signs of dyslexia? And like, what is 
the usual struggle to learn how to read and, and what is something more? I think, unfortunately, teachers don't get a huge amount of information about dyslexia in their initial teacher education in their university teaching degrees, um, and that's something we'd love to see improved. We do a lot of education with teachers to give them information about dyslexia and how to support students in their classroom. I think what we'll find, it's a real mix. Some teachers are very knowledgeable and really great at spotting a student that's struggling particularly with their reading, and others might find it more difficult. We do find that there are kids that don't get picked up until year three, year four, year five, because not all teachers are really confident in picking out those students that are struggling with reading. Well, further to that in terms of schoolwork and education, how much can we expect from teachers if our child is diagnosed with dyslexia? Like how much support can we expect from them for our kids? So what we'd like to see in the classroom is in the schools is two things. One, we'd like to see um, a literacy intervention program take place. So we'd like to see them get extra help learning how to read. And that might be extra time with the classroom teacher or might be some extra time with the learning support teachers. We'd also like them to see, particularly as students get a little bit older, some adjustments and changes made to how the classroom operates. So if you've got an older student who's got dyslexia and they're not a strong reader, we'd like to see technology available in the classroom to help them access print-to-speech software um, and other forms of assistance to make it easier for them to make sure they can learn all the things they need to do while they're still improving their reading skills. So print-to-speak software, is that something like a, a audible book, like where you, the yeah. child can follow? Okay. Absolutely. So if you've got a, a novel, then you'd use something like audible, but there's also computer-based software that will read what you've written back to you as well. Okay. And is writing... Writing's part of that process for kids with dyslexia to practice their writing. So uh, when we're talking about um, difficulties with literacy skills, there's actually two different specific learning difficulties. There's dyslexia, which is a difficulty with reading, and there's also dysgraphia, which is a difficulty with spelling and written expression. Now, some kids will have both dyslexia and dysgraphia, and some kids will have only one of those. But the impact if you've only got dyslexia on your writing is that it's very hard to spell words that you can't read. And so generally dyslexia, as well as having an impact on students' spelling, also reading has an impact on their spelling as well. So um, let's say, let's go back just a, a slight step. I'm fascinated with um, what you do once you're in school because that can be really challenging for parents. But um, if you suspect that your child is having these struggles, where do you actually go to confirm that it's dyslexia? So in the first instance, if you're concerned, you should definitely talk to the classroom teacher and potentially also the learning support teacher and, and see what their suggestions and advice is. The school counsellors might be able to assist with some assessment, but it very much depends on the school. Not all school counsellors offer assessments for learning difficulties. I'd say that's a minority. If you do want to get a diagnosis of your learning of a specific learning difficulty like dyslexia, then you need to go and see a psychologist. When you say see a psychologist, I always think about them being about uh, emotional therapy or that sort of thing. Are all psychologists able to diagnose dyslexia? Absolutely. A lot of psychologists really focusing on the counselling side of being a psychologist. Not all of them do assessments. So that's something that um, you'd want to be um, really careful about as a parent is making sure that you're going to a psychologist that has good experience in diagnosing dyslexia. And we can help with that at Spelled. We have a list of psychologists 
um, that we can refer to and also Spelled itself does have psychologists in-house that offer assessments as well. So let's say you get a, a confirmation that your child has dyslexia. How would you explain it to them about what's happening um, so that they don't feel, I mean, they've obviously been struggling already if you're getting a, a diagnosis, but how do you explain it to them so that they're not distressed? Well, I think one of the things about dyslexia that is a really helpful thing for kids to understand is that whilst it may be hard for them to learn to read, it doesn't mean that they're stupid. It just means that that one thing, learning to read, is difficult for them. So they've got lots of other skills and lots of other attributes and it's not necessarily going to prevent them from doing anything they want in their life. So I think the stories that we hear and the reflections that we hear from families is that sometimes getting a dyslexia diagnosis is a huge relief because the student can understand that there is a reason for why it's hard for them. And they've often, you know, kids kids are pretty cluey. They can tell that they're not learning to read at the same rate as their friends. Um, and so to have an explanation and to understand what's going on is often a really great relief for them. Now, there, of course, there would be relief. I can see that 100%. But what about their self-confidence? Because I imagine uh, that the diagnosis is the start of improving their ability to read, but that is always going to be challenging and, and maybe a little bit, it might make children a bit despondent if they're having to work so hard to read. It might give their self-confidence a bit of a hit. Do you have any tips for parents on how to deal with that? I think um, absolutely, we you know absolutely need to acknowledge that struggling at school can really have an impact on students' self-confidence and also can impact things like anxiety as well. I would say that if you're very concerned for your, your students and for your children is to seek help from your GP or from a counsellor or a psychologist with that emotional side of things. But from a practical day-to-day -day perspective, I think it's about emphasising strengths. Everyone has strengths and everyone has interests and in things that they really enjoy doing. So it's about making sure there's something that's happening outside school um, that they really enjoy doing, that the things that they're great at at school are really emphasised and making them feel like they're being successful um, in all the other things that they do. Where do parents go to get support for their children or to learn how to support their children once they get that diagnosis? They're very welcome to come to Spelled New South Wales if you're in New South Wales to get support. We have a free parent phone line where we have trained educators who can talk you through what's going on, can provide you with suggestions about what to do at home or how to talk to school. And we can also make referrals to tutors as well, if that's something that you need to support your family. There's also lots of really great Facebook groups. For example, the Dyslexia Support Australia Facebook groups, a fabulous place full of really supportive parents. And so if you want some peer support, that's a really great place to go as well. How about when you're sitting next to them in the afternoon and helping them with their reading? Speaking as a parent who's done that with children who don't have learning difficulties, it can be a struggle to get children to enjoy reading to begin with anyway. Um, if it's a really hard operation for a child, how, how can you encourage them in that process? You don't want them to hate reading because obviously they're going to have to do it in order to improve. What can we do as parents to make that experience uh, a better one for our kids? Sure. So what we'd want to see when we've got kids who have got dyslexia practicing early reading skills is we want to make sure they're using lots of phonic skills. We want to be making sure they understand the relationship between letters and sounds. And so books like Decodable Readers, which are 
read a specific books that you can either buy or borrow or um, there's a range of free ones available as well for families that allow children to practice their sanding out skills are going to be one of the ones that are going to give them the biggest boost and the most success. And so what I would suggest is use a decodable reader. Make sure that you're starting with some, with a level of reading skill that your, your child can have success with and so that they can feel experience. And then small amounts of practice frequently. Don't feel like you need to do a 20-minute session if they are exhausted and over it after five. Five minutes twice a day if you can do it. Five minutes once a day is also great. Small amounts of practice will make a really big difference. There's also some really fun apps that you can use. For example, the Nessie apps or um, Phonics Hero or Reading Doctor. Um, they're all really fun apps that kids can use also to practice some of those phonics-based skills to help them improve their reading as well. Sounds like those would be good for, for parents who children are just learning to read as well. Absolutely. No, and, and that's the thing that we know about dyslexia is that we know for those kids that are dyslexic, they need to get that really clear instruction in how the letters and sounds work together and how you blend those sounds to make words, which is essentially what phonics is. That's essential for the kids with dyslexia, but it's helpful for all kids. So if you're concerned about your child's reading, um, using a phonics-based approach at home and hopefully in the schools to help them learn to read is going to help them regardless of whether they've got dyslexia or not. Now, it doesn't sound like dyslexia is something that you grow out of, but is it something that your brain becomes accustomed to? For example, is it still challenging for you to read Georgina or has the the time and effort that's been put in to learning how to read overcome that challenge? For me personally, I now don't have any really noticeable reading difficulties. If I try and read a really complicated scientific journal article, I might struggle a bit. But for all <laughs> Don't we I all? Need, yeah, all the things I need to do for day to day my you know my reading difficulties are largely overcome my spelling on the other hand is still occasionally a bit wonky and I use a whole lot of technological supports to make sure that I check my spelling and I have lots of editing processes in place to make sure that my writing's clear in terms of overcoming dyslexia yes students can absolutely learn to read and spell well particularly with the right interventions in an ideal world start as early as possible Dyslexia is a spectrum disorder like many things and so some students who have mild or moderate dyslexia there's definitely a really strong chance that they can become a good reader. Students that have much more severe dyslexia may always find that their reading is, is not maybe very fluent or not very fast but with the right support kids can become readers and definitely can become literate. Do you have any suggestions of um, where parents can find inspirational material for their kids like the one thing my my friend asked whose daughter was recently diagnosed is you know are there any mentorship programs or anything that she can give her child to show her look this is now but these people also had dyslexia and look what they're doing that kind of inspiration do you have any tips on where parents might find that kind of material uh, it's not a huge amount of around. I'm, there's a new magazine that's just started that I'm just trying to find the name of that's brand new that's got some great stories about from other young people with dyslexia. I might need to email you those details later and you could share that with your listeners. Um, but there's a great new magazine, an online magazine that would be good for students with dyslexia. 
Um, there's also um, a range of all other organisations that are starting up to do either peer mentoring or have youth ambassadors that make it really clear what young people with dyslexia can achieve because that's the reality. Um, young people with dyslexia can achieve all sorts of amazing things. And I also noticed that Beck Finer, who does Alphabet Legends, has done a book on dyslexia legends. So um, I might pop links up to that because that's a fun kind of book as well. But um, I will get those links from you and I'll pop them in the notes of this episode along with a few of those other resources you mentioned. So Georgina, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. No problem at all. And and I would encourage families that feel they need support to reach out where we're always available at Spelled New South Wales if that helps. Thanks, Georgina. That's Georgina Perry. She's the Executive Officer of Spelled New South Wales. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.